0: Hi, this is Sharice Kenyon, and you're listening to the Beauty Me podcast, all about beauty beyond the BS. Today, it's another of my 90s beauty moments, and it's somebody that is way too overlooked in my opinion. I'm talking about Foxy Brown. She was one of the first ladies of hip hop back in the 90s. Born in Brooklyn, New York, with Trinidadian and Chinese roots, Foxy Brown, aka Inga Marchand was very, very young when she first came onto the scene. I think she was probably like in her late teens when we first see her in a video for LL Cool J's I Shot Your Remix. So that's 1995. And if you know your 90s music or music videos, you will know that for some reason R&B and hip hop bands really like to do more than one video. So they would release a song that would go great. It'd have a video. And then they do a remix and add a bunch of other rappers or performances on. And then it make a whole other video. So I don't know what the budgets were back in the 90s, but there never seemed to be just one video. So LL Cool J was actually really impressed by Foxy's talent. So he invited her to appear on the remix and in the video. And in this video, it's black and white. And she's just very raw. She's definitely got some of her signature looks like the thin eyebrows kind of emerging. But it's the next time that we see her, which is in Jay-Z's video for Ain't No Expletive or N-word. Insert N-word there. I don't say that. That came out in 1996. And at that point, we could see her style. was really starting to evolve. That same year, her debut album, Il Nana, came out. And Nana refers to a part of the female anatomy. I'll leave you to guess that. So again, even from that title, Foxy's kind of making this persona, I would say, because we we never really know what someone is like when they're in the public space. But she was definitely kind of emerging. She would often be called arrogant and cocky. But I think that's the way it goes when you're a woman that opens your mouth just a little bit louder than other women. So she definitely was coming with this attitude of, I'm here, you're going to listen to me. And she felt, she looked like she felt very comfortable alongside her male counterparts. Early on in her career, she partnered with Nas and AZ. They had like this spin-off group called The Firm and... Yeah, she just she just arrived and I don't think she was even interested in being compared to other female rappers at the time. I said that she was one of the first ladies of hip hop and alongside her, I would absolutely put Little Kim, who has her own episode in this series, but I wouldn't compare them because I think they're very different. When it came to Foxy's style, she absolutely loved designer like Fendi, Versace, Roberto Cavalli, Moschino, Chanel the more the better from head to toe. She wasn't bothered about wearing one designer head to toe. She just loved designer fashion. She loved furs, she loved jewelry and certain designers would go on to really love her back. John Galliano, the controversial designer at Christian Dior, is said to have made Foxy his muse for the Dior 2000 spring summer collection. So if you can imagine, A fashion collection coming out in the year 2000, you know, Y2K, the very first year, the spring summer collection, it had to be something very different, very fresh. So I think he knew exactly what he was doing by choosing a black female rapper to be his muse. It it makes so much sense. Whenever you look at the fashion industry and look at designers and their muses, their muses often tend to be very small white women. So Foxy was definitely a major move for John and it helped him massively. In 1999, she was also signed to a series of Calvin Klein denim ads. She looks amazing in that. And what One thing I love about those Calvin Klein ads is that there, were, there didn't seem to be any evidence of them trying to make her skin lighter. Foxy is definitely a dark-skinned black woman. And in these ads, you see that. You see the beauty of her skin against the denim. I don't see any sign of them kind of changing her look especially if you compare it to the retouching that we see today. And if you know me and you know this podcast, you'll know that I'm a photographer as well as a writer and I'm very anti-excessive retouching. But yeah, I feel that those relationships with designers, she wasn't just, you know, given free clothes. She had relationships with them. For me, that confirmed her iconic status. And I say iconic, I'm not saying it loosely. I really do think she was iconic at the time and we, we wouldn't even know, she's still iconic today, but for these designers to spot that this very young woman was the moment was really forward-thinking. One thing that Foxy really loved alongside, as part of that designer passion of hers, was Logomania. And that's where, you know, brands such as Louis Vuitton, Dior, Gucci, when you see something that's just a logo repeated it's like just printed over and over and over they've kind of come back more recently with Balenciaga and Fendi but in the 90s Logomania was where it's at and she would happily wear a logo print from the top of her head to her shoes it's definitely a maximalist look and I think for her it really suited this imagined persona of her having kind of links to the mafia and drug cartels Many of her lyrics, if you listen to Foxy's music, she will talk about, you know, kilos of whatever, drugs and money and people getting shot. And I'm just like, (laughs) I don't think this really happened in her life. But that's what a good rapper is. They can tell stories. When it came to her hair and beauty, Foxy Brown definitely personified the 90s. I mentioned her very thin eyebrows earlier. And I mean thin. I don't mean skinny eyebrows. I mean really thin, like a pencil thin. She would always, almost always wear a straight black weave. She wasn't like little Kim in that respect. She did not experiment with millions of colors and shapes. Very much black hair. She loved her acrylic nails. And when it came to her actual makeup, she was almost always a gray or black smoky eye teamed with really dark lips. I mentioned dark lips in a recent episode. So think black lipstick, dark berry lipstick with black liner. She definitely didn't shy away from teeming super dark colors with her dark skin. In an article for Elle magazine in 2016, writer Janelle Harris wrote, Foxy celebrated the beauty of her mahogany skin as the self-professed dark-skinned Christian Dior poster girl. And I feel that quote is very apt for Foxy because at a time, well, it's not even a time, I feel that throughout history, throughout culture, colorism is rife today and dark skinned women are not shown the respect the love for their skin tone as much as white women and definitely like lighter skinned brown women there's definitely issues within the community and culture at large and I feel that Foxy was just there like this is me she wasn't wearing tons of concealer to make her face lighter in certain areas she was as Janelle Harris says, she was a dark skinned poster girl. And I think for that, she deserves to be seen. You know, if you've never heard of her before, I'm glad that you're hearing about her today because she absolutely made young women and girls who looked like her with dark skin. She made them feel seen, appreciated and confident. Let me know if you've heard of Foxy Brown before. If you know her, what's your favorite song? If you've never heard of her, Did you learn something? What do you think about these 90s episodes? Let me know if you're tired of them. I've actually forgotten what day I'm on, but that's fine because they don't have to be listened to in chronological order. There's 25 of them as part of my alternative advent calendar. So Listen to the ones that you want and let me know which ones you like. If you liked it a lot, please do leave a five-star review over on Spotify. It takes a couple of seconds and it means so much to me. Or you can write a review over on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.